scripture today is a tag team event. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 1. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. From the book Romans, chapter 1, verse 6. And you also are among these Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. From the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 3 through 6a. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. From the book Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down at all the churches. The word of God. Well, if anyone remembers this, last week I mentioned that, and thank you for reading so well. Thank you for reading. Last week I mentioned that this week we're going to dig into the topic of challenges at work and working in a broken world, and I decided to push that back one week and instead focus on calling, vocation. I was talking to a friend just uh, on Friday night who lives in Massachusetts. I'll call him Steve. He's um pastor, husband, father of two, and he recently told his church that he is um, re- he's resigning or stepping down and moving back to Colorado to be with, be closer to his family. Um, I asked him if he was planning to look for another ministry position in Colorado, and he said, oh man, I don't know, I'm just pretty burned out. Uh, we'll see. I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do now. He said a friend of his in Colorado asked him to join his company selling six-figure decks for custom homes. He said, well, it's a job, but I'm not sure I can get behind that. I mean, people need decks, but a $250,000 deck is pretty exorbitant. (coughs) Steve is struggling with his calling. Another friend of ours we were talking to just yesterday, I'll call her Grace, mother of three, was telling us about her struggles in her calling. She's a person with multiple degrees, diplomas. Uh, She has lots of gifts, lots of interests. But right now she's homeschooling her two oldest kids. And that has just taken all of the energy right out of her. So she's wondering, what is my calling? How do I get there? Um, How am I supposed to pursue it? There are young people here this morning, and you may be wondering, what is my calling in life? How do I figure it out? Or the thing I was afraid of, what if I miss my calling? Then what? 
Do I get another chance? Some of you are in the workforce now and you are maybe wondering, could I say that my job is my calling or not? How do I know? And what if it's something else other than what I'm doing? Finally, some of you may be retired and you're wondering, do I still have a calling? What is it? All of us are orbiting around this topic of our calling. It's so important to understand what our calling is. And I want to tell you today that you have a calling from God. You have a calling from God. It might not be what you think it is. It might not look the way you think it looks should look, but you have a calling from God. Every single one of us has a calling from God. So, what is it, and how do you find it? Well, your calling is sort of like an onion. It's multi-layered. There's a core center part of your calling, and there are some layers on top of that. The outer layer, um, I'll call the what of your calling. These are, um, uh, you know, the things you should do. The middle layer is the where of your calling, and the, the core of your calling is who. Let me disclose up front that if you sat down with your Bible and said, okay, I'm going to figure out what career path God is calling me to, um, you wouldn't come up with much. Because there's no verses in Scripture that say, here's how to find your, your calling in your job, or... Or here's advice on how to make sure that you are, are, are in the best vocation. The Bible just doesn't say that. In fact, quite honestly, it never specifically names jobs as a calling. And yet you have a calling from God. I think the Bible gives us something much better than career advice. It gives us the reality of this amazing all-encompassing calling on our lives. And if you get yourself lined up with that calling, everything else will, will line up. Your work, your family, the, the vocation you have, uh, everything will be brought in line with that main core call. Okay, so how do you discern your calling? I want to start with the outer layer of your gifts. The what is your gifts, your talents. God has given each of us different gifts. And that's a good thing because we all need each other's gifts in the church and in the world um, for us to function. Now, uh, you have natural talents and abilities and skills that God has given you and you've honed over the years. You also have gifts the Holy Spirit has imparted to you that are beyond your natural abilities. And God makes use of those gifts in your calling. He may use them in your job. I know Dick was gifted with an engineer's mind. And what did he do in his career but become an engineer? Uh, Michael Johnson has a similar gift. It'll be interesting to see how God employs that and how that develops in your life. Meg has always had a knack for emotional connection with people. And now she is called... Uh, to work as a counselor. We heard how Kara was always drawn toward the people who were hurt 
and always had tenderness and compassion, and now she's in a caring, healing trade. It's no accident. God uses your gifts in your calling. But there's a difference in what the Bible says versus that conventional wisdom you might get from a guidance counselor or a self-help book. If you want to find your calling, figure out what you're good at and what makes you happy, right? The Bible goes beyond that because it says that your gifts are not for you. They're for other people. And so it might not just be something that makes you happy. It might be something that makes someone else happy, that provides for someone else. We heard in the Romans 12 reading how together we are like this body and he says each member belongs to all the others. So your gift is for someone else's need. That's true in the church. That's also true in the workforce and in your lives outside the church. Um, Chances are your gifts may not be used in the way you think they will. A mentor of mine named Kevin Miller recently told a story about his first career. He's now a pastor, but his first career was as an editor of a magazine. And at its peak, this magazine went out to a quarter of all clergy in the United States. So when he got this job, he thought, this is perfect. I love words. I love writing. Maybe I can kind of carve out a a space for myself, make a name for myself in this world. And what he found was quite different. He said, I discovered that being an editor is kind of like being a basketball referee. You're on the court, but no one bought a ticket to come see you. He found that his job was largely about helping others succeed and letting their gifts shine. And the same is true for all of you. Your calling is to serve others with your gifts. Um, But God does indeed have gifts for you that he wants to use in the church and out of the church. Well, thankfully, though, your gifts are not the core of your calling. They're not the basis of your calling. Because um, if they were, that would be a pretty insecure way to go through life. Your gifts may change. You may lose some of your abilities. The good news is your gifts are not the core of your calling. You have a calling that is more secure than what you are good at doing. So what's the next layer, the middle layer? I'll call it the where, which is your location or your situation in life. Your situation in life. I was surprised this week when I was thinking through this sermon to find what I did about about this middle layer. Um, it's a counterintuitive teaching, and we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Here's the background to this passage. Paul is writing to Christians in the city of Corinth. Most of these Christians had been recently been pagans, non-Christians, and, and non-Jews. And so they're coming in. Um, they've had this spiritual transformation to Jesus, and now they're wondering well, what should I do in these other parts of my life? Should I, if I'm married to an unbelieving spouse, should I divorce them and pursue Jesus? Some people were even teaching that 
that singleness was better so you should get divorced even if you're both believers so that you could both focus on Christ. Or there were slaves and they're thinking, well, what should I do now that I'm a Christian? Should I run away and be free? And here's what Paul says to them. Chapter 7, verse 17. Each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is really interesting. Because it it tells us that our life situations are part of our calling. Our life situations, the, the things, the realities that you wake up to every day, whether you're married or single or a father or a student or mother or you work for this company or that company, whatever your life situation is, is a part of your calling already. Right? Your calling is not some future thing that you need to find or seek out. There may be parts of your calling that are, but whatever you are currently doing is part of your calling. So uh, marriage is a calling from God. Singleness is a calling from God. Being a grandparent is a calling from God. Being a student is a calling from God. That's a core part of what God has called you to do. It's helpful because you never have to wonder, am I missing my calling? Right? Um, Because at least one part of your calling is as plain as day. It's the situation or the job or the family you wake up to every morning. That is what you are called to. Those are the people... It's often the people closest to you in your life situation. Those are the people you are called to love and to serve and to be Christ to. That's part of your calling. Bloom where you're planted. On the other hand, Paul knows that life situations change, and sometimes for good reason. So he tells, uh, he has just finished telling um, believing wives to not divorce their husbands who don't believe, love them, but if they choose to leave, that's on them. So their life situation might change. He tells slaves, if you can gain your freedom, do so. But if you can't, that's okay. You can still follow Jesus. So life situations may change. Um, You may not always be single. You may not always be married. You will not always be a student. You may not always work for this company or that company, right? Those things change, but the general idea is whatever you're currently doing is part of your calling from God. Finally, let's talk about the core of our calling. So your gifts are the what or the how, the, the, the life situation is the where, where you're going to follow Jesus, And then the core is the who. Who. You have a calling that is so much bigger and more stable and more glorious than what you do or where you are in life. This is is what we need to focus on today. The core of your calling and my calling. Anyone guess what it is? 
I heard the word God. Yeah, it's, it's to belong to Jesus. To belong to Jesus. Romans 1.6 says, You also are among those Gentiles, non-Jews, who are called to belong to Jesus. Called to belong to Jesus. This is one of many verses I could have picked. Many passages that talk about the calling. The calling we all share is to Jesus Christ. Not to a particular job. Not to a particular life situation. Our main calling is to Jesus Christ. And if you get that right, if you answer that call, the other things will line up. If you don't answer that call, you will never live out your calling in life. Another famous passage is from Isaiah 43.1, in which God is speaking to his people Israel and now applies to us through Jesus. You heard this. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you or called you by name. You are mine. You belong to God. You are, you've been summoned and called and invited to Jesus. Do you remember some of you who are older or kids now? It, if you're outside playing in the afternoon and you hear your mom's voice on the porch saying your name, saying, Brian, Brian, or Sarah, Sarah, what is your mom doing? She's not just saying your name because she wants to remind you of it. She is saying your name to call you, to summon you, to say, I want you to come inside (laughs) for dinner. And the same thing happens with God. When you heard the gospel, when you heard the word of God and said, and it said, this is what Jesus has done for you. God spoke your name and summoned you to himself. And what an amazing summons and calling that is. He called you from from your grave out to life. He called you from darkness to light, from hopelessness to hope, from lostness to belovedness. That is the main calling that all of us have. And it's a calling we share together. Jesus wanted you. He wanted each one of us. And that's why he chose us and called us. Have you ever been chosen for something that was a real honor? Like, hey, you got the message that you are selected to be on varsity and you're in 10th grade. Or you get the the college acceptance letter in the mail. Or you get the call from the company that you really wanted to work for saying you've got the job. Isn't it amazing when you are called to something wonderful? It's how much exponentially more is it that God chose you and called you to belong to himself. And the the reason this is the core of the calling is because this will never change. Your job may change, your skills may change, your family situation may change, but this will never change. It's tempting to say, well, that's all fine, but I still want to know how God can help me find my ideal career. 
right? But that would be missing the point. Because listen, if Jesus is the one who has given you the call, um, you need to go to him to hear what that call is. So the closer you get to Jesus, the better you understand your gifts, the better you know how to use your gifts. The closer you get to Jesus, the more faithful you can be in your life situation. The closer you get to Jesus, the better he will be able to lead you through life. Jesus is the one who opens some doors and closes others. He's the one who distributed gifts to you and teaches you how to use them. He's the one who has power over your life situation to change it or to keep it the same. So your call is always to belong to Jesus. He'll give you strength on hard days. He will um, uh, give you wisdom to know if and when to make changes in your career or to stay put. If you are a young person today, the best thing you can do is to stay close to Jesus because He is going to lead you through life as you discover the rest of your call. If you are a retired person, the best thing you can do is to stay close to Jesus because He is going to be able to to speak in your ear This is the work I still have for you. You still belong to me. I love you. Your value is unchanged no matter what you do. And I still have meaningful work for you to do. Well, friends, God has given us such an amazing calling. God has given you an amazing calling. It's the call to follow Jesus and belong to Him forever. And as you press into that, it's the call to use the gifts He has given you and to find joy in doing that. It's a call to um, be Christ in the life situation that you find yourself in. And it's a call to know Him more and more. You might think that since we all have the same core calling we would just end up looking like each other and all doing the same thing. But the opposite is true. The closer you get to Jesus, the more uniquely you, you become. And the better and finely tuned your gifts become. And the more, um, uh, the more of His life you have in you the more you'll be able to live out your particular vocation that the world needs, whether that's teaching or crunching numbers or writing reports or being a student or being a mother or being a father. Stay close to Jesus. So I want to encourage you, as I close today, to spend some time reflecting on your calling. I'd encourage you to to take a piece of paper. You can do this with... Um, pens and pencils or a collage or whatever in the center of the paper show that you are called to belong to Jesus. This is what I did in the um, Sunday school class with the high school kids today. The core of your calling is to belong to Jesus. Maybe you can write down a particular verse that has reminded you of that over the years or um, something about your identity in Christ. 
And then around that, write, write the people closest to you that you are called to love and serve in your life situation. You might say, sing, write something like husband or grandmother or student or track team member. That's your life situation. And then around that, write the things that, the gifts that you bring into all these places. Whether it's the gift of um, healing, or technical knowledge, or teaching, or compassion, or prayer, or faith. And after you have that all represented on um, a piece of paper, um, thank God for your calling. Ask him, Lord, is there anything that needs to change in this calling? Um, process that with him and, and put that representation of your calling somewhere that you'll be able to see it and remind yourself of the amazing calling you have from God. Amen. We're going to uh, close with a song this morning, but let me pray in response to that message. Father, I pray over my brothers and sisters here that you would sharpen and clarify the calling that each of them has from you. Uh, Show them the blessing, the, the glory of being called to belong to Christ, that that would always remain central and core in our lives. And I pray that all of the aspects of their life situation and work Um, would be influenced by their relationship with Jesus. Encourage them in their callings. Help them to bring their calling as a Christian into their work. And Lord, if you have a different vocational calling for any here today, I pray that you would lead them. Lead them into uh, that that new place that you would have for them. In Jesus' name, amen.